Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Goal to Go podcast. I am your host, Ethan Classine, quarantining and socially distancing as we spend another day talking playoff football. Hey, look who's back! Two times in one week, guys. This is a this is a podcast first. We have not done this since we uh, started creating or. Uh, producing regular episodes back in week three, I believe. Then again, back then we were doing it on like a bi-weekly basis. Look how far we've come. But yes, ladies and gents, I am back for the second time this week for a special episode. We are going to go through the conference championship games from this upcoming Sunday and preview the games to be. And there's plenty of reasons to look forward to it. These, um, these last four games... Uh, or these last four teams, I should say, have a, the uh, the collection of quarterbacks from these four teams, they're about as potent as you can get in late January. I know that some may be upset about, oh, Drew Brees, it was possibly his last game, he didn't look that great. And sure, from a, you know, from a historic standpoint, that's a little bit of a bummer. One of the game's greatest is probably hanging up the cleats, but come on. Y- do you really want Drew Brees playing in this this weekend against Aaron Rodgers? I think it's better that we got Tom Brady in this matchup. These two quarterbacks are playing exceptional right now. And then in the AFC, we have Josh Allen v. Patrick Mahomes. Granted, that is assuming that the reigning Super Bowl MVP has cleared concussion protocol and is good to go by the time Sunday's kickoff arrives. Now, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, but eh, I think we're on the safe side here. I think we can expect to see number 15 trotting out there for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So... Great quarterback matchup this weekend. The top three MVP candidates, uh, debatably, with uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and then Josh Allen. And then the one guy that's left off that list, the best football player of all time, Tom Brady, playing like it's 2009. So really not a better weekend that we could have as far as conference championship games are concerned. Um, We'll get into the specifics here, but just real quick, from a theme standpoint for this weekend... I envision buckets of yards and scoring, ladies and gentlemen, across the board. Um, And I'd even be so bold to say that I'd put the over-under of total points on both of these games at about 50. And um, I think the reason you could say it is outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, these defenses, I mean, they're, they're okay. Like the Bills defense is roughly average. They've been playing better as of late. Um, and then the Chiefs and the Packers, uh, not the best defenses in the league uh, at all. So I think we are going to see points being scored, deep passes being completed, um, and just a, a buckets of yards being gained. So it's going, it's set to be an exciting weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not bury the lead any further let's get into this conference championship sunday preview game by game for the weekend and we will start with the early game the 305 eastern time kickoff tampa bay visiting the green bay packers this is a uh, rematch between these two teams from earlier in the season week week six where the Buccaneers completely owned the Packers uh, in one of their four losses this season, and they did it in convincing fashion, completely thrashing Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers to the tune of 38 points to the Packers' 10. Uh, The Buccaneers had sacked Rodgers three times and held him to a 7.4 passer rating. Um, But I, I don't expect that to happen again. 
Rodgers was that was early on in the season. Everyone's still trying to figure out how they're going to play. They're finding their stride and just knocking the rust off. Week six is too early of a time to expect someone to be at their pinnacle. That was back when that was back in the let Russ cook era. Remember that? That was a long time ago. I think Aaron Rodgers brings this Tampa Bay defense back to earth a little bit. There is no way that uh, this defense who you know, has played well at times, but still, all in all, they've been spotty on a week-to-week basis. There's no way that this defense does that to Aaron Rodgers, who's in a league of his own right now. Uh, They're not going to let that happen. Outside of that Tampa Bay game, Rodgers has been the fifth best quarterback against the Blitz all season, um, and he's playing his best since uh, his MVP season of 2011. In that game, that was Rodgers' worst game against the Blitz. That's where Tampa Bay had its uh, had its best success. But like I just said, he he's played masterfully. Only four quarterbacks are better than him have been better than him all season against the Blitz, uh, and I think that will be that'll be an element of Todd Bowles' game plan with this defense. Uh, but I don't think you can make those same kind of things happen against Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be prepared for that. The Buccaneers secondary and their defense as a whole, they had a great week last week, but that's a coming against Drew Brees. This Green Bay offense is a whole different animal, and uh, Tampa Bay's defense throughout the course of the season, they've struggled defending the deep ball. That didn't come into form last week because they were playing Drew Brees. The guy couldn't throw over 10 yards. Uh, and as I mentioned in my last episode, the, the linebackers in the corners, they really just had to sit at the sticks. They knew that Breeze wasn't going to throw over the top of them. But when they have faced quarterbacks over the season, they have been exposed. And unfortunately for the Buccaneers, that is where Rodgers is at his best when he's throwing the deep ball. I'm expecting Rodgers to hit on a number of deep shots this game. Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, I think they're going to get behind this Buccaneers defense and they're going to capitalize on a few of those throws. Like uh, Todd Bowles will, uh, most certainly he'll have two defenders with eyes on Devontae Adams throughout this game. So he may not be as big of a factor as in previous games, but then you never know because uh, for the last two months of this season, teams have known that the Rodgers to Adams connection has been lethal, but they've still been able to exploit it. So you could expect that Adams is going to get his regardless of what this defense throws at him. Also expect for Rodgers to take advantage of this Buccaneers youth. You know, they have some bright pieces uh, moving forward in the future linebacker Devin White played exceptional last week Sean Murphy bunting at corner Antoine Winfield at corner they have a bright future ahead of them but Rodgers is just the mastermind of catching people or catching uh, defenders off sides uh, when the defense is substituting getting up to the line and snapping the ball to catch them with too many men on the field getting a free play he's been doing that for the past 10 years or so and you could expect he's going to take advantage of the the lack of experience that some of these Buccaneers uh, defenders have so like I said I think the Buccaneers have a bright future with these guys but um, I think Sunday is going to be a tough test for them Rodgers is just doing it better than anyone right now and you know it's a tall order stifling Rodgers once in a given season but to do it twice in one season that's a tough ask I think the one good thing for the Buccaneers defense going into this game, uh, their rush defense, number one in the league. They've allowed the fewest yards through 17 games or 16 games, I'm sorry. Um, And I think that helps them out eliminating Aaron Jones, eliminating Jamal Williams, uh, at least in, in some regards. There's still factors in the passing game. Both of them are. But the fact that you have such a stout front seven and you're able to swallow up the run, that's going to make the Packers offense a little more one-dimensional. The only issue there is that you're making a guy like Aaron Rodgers one-dimensional. And even with with that only in his arsenal, he can still do plenty of damage. 
From one prolific quarterback to the next, uh, TB and TB has been fantastic all season, but I think the Buccaneers would be wrong for leaning completely on Tom Brady early in this game. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I mean, the best player of all time who has been playing exceptional, uh, that's not a bad position to be in, but when you consider the defense you're going up against, the Packers, I was just talking about the run defense um, of the of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how they're one of the best. The, the Green Bay Packers have one of the worst run defenses in the league. You got to take advantage of that. Last week against the New Orleans Saints, the combination of Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones tuned the number one Saints defense up. They were top five in yards per game. They tuned them up to the um, to the tune of 125 yards last week. And you know, throughout the throughout the last few weeks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' uh, running game hasn't been that prolific. But you factor in that Ronald Jones has more or less been injured through the last four weeks, and Leonard Fournette has kind of uh, shouldered the load. Leonard Fournette is fine. He was fine when he was with Jacksonville. He seemed to go over a thousand yards every single season. But he's like one of those running backs that just runs into the back of his blockers and doesn't make anyone miss laterally. His lateral agility is up there with like Tom Brady's. He's not going to make anyone miss, and he's not going to make any of those wow plays. But enter Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, who's been dealing with an injury like I mentioned, he didn't really play much of the first half against the Saints, but then he comes in in the second half, and he was like such a great change of pace, looked real dynamic, looked powerful, and he's looked great in his third season after you know his rookie season season was just a disaster. Many thought that they were uh, the Buccaneers were going to take a running back and get rid of Ronald Jones after one season, despite how um, prolific he was at USC in his college years. But he came on last year, and then he's come on this year when he's when he's been in a great position. Um, I think with those two, the combination of those two, I think uh, Bruce Arians would be wrong to just immediately go to Tom Brady and lean on the passing game, unless this game gets out of hand and the Packers just start putting points up in droves. But I see Tampa Bay staying in a balanced attack throughout this game uh, as long as the game script uh, calls for it. In the passing game, I would expect uh, Green Bay cornerback Jair Alexander, I'd expect him to shadow Mike Evans. That's what he did back in week six, and he completely removed Evans from this game plan. He allowed zero catches off one target. One target for Mike Evans. How many corners are doing that to Mike Evans this season? Not many. Then when you add in that Antonio Brown is a game-time decision with a knee injury coming into this game, I'm not really liking this matchup for Tom Brady. I mean, he is the GOAT. He's If there's anyone that could do it, he can. But you got to presume that Mike Evans is at least not going to be at full strength just because of the defender covering him all game. You may be without Antonio Brown. You're going to have to lean on Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski. And unfortunately for the Buccaneers, as bad as the Buc- or the Packers run defense has been the Packers have been one of the best at covering the tight end that does not bode well for Rob Gronkowski you are leaning heavy on Chris Godwin and Scott uh, Scotty Miller a lot that doesn't give me a lot of warm and fuzzies for Brady in this offense in this game he can certainly do it he's shown it a, a bunch of times before this but the matchup just as as bad as the Packers have been on defense against the run it's just the matchup right now going into it uh, does not give me a lot of confidence in this team uh, even though, like I said, Brady has done it a hundred times before this game. As long as they can keep it close and the running game can continue to get theirs, then I think they have a solid shot of staying in this game throughout. But as I mentioned, if the Packers go up by two scores in the middle of the third quarter, oof, that's not looking good for the Buccaneers. And because of that, I am putting my stamp of approval on the Green Bay Packers in this game. I think they win it. 
Aaron Rodgers, I just love the way he's playing. He's throwing confidently. He is just mentally beating the defense before the snap and, and during the play as well. I just don't think that the Buccaneers and how young they are, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up, unfortunately. And then on offense, like I said, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I love me some Tom Brady. He's He looks 10 years younger. He looks like his prolific 2009 season with Randy Moss. I just don't like the matchup. All of the strengths that the Buccaneers have, those are those are uh, Green Bay Packers' strengths as well. Jair Alexander is fantastic. Kevin King is playing well. Uh, Darnell Savage is playing well. I just don't think it lines up well for the Buccaneers. I think the Packers advance to their sixth Super Bowl, and I think they do it by a score of 33-24. to 24. All right. Let's hit this other matchup now. The AFC Conference Championship game, the number one and number two seeds. Buffalo Bills traveling to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Of course, the Chiefs coming off that thrilling victory over the Cleveland Browns last week, but it came at a cost. Patrick Mahomes getting injured in that game, going through concussion protocol. As I mentioned at the top, he has not yet been cleared, but he did practice in limited fashion yesterday and today, Thursday, and took a majority of the snaps as well. Um, it hasn't been said yet, and there's some steps he has to go through, but I would be extremely surprised if he does indeed miss this game. Uh, as the analysts have kind of looked through it, and we've had more time to digest the, the actual play that happened, it looked more like he just got a stinger. His head got twisted. Um, that possibly caused a concussion or whatever, but like I mentioned in the last episode, it wasn't like any concussion, helmet to helmet, shoulder pad to helmet, it wasn't like any of those that we are used to seeing. I would imagine that he does get cleared for this and that there's no possible way that he misses this game. So the Bills, I think, have to fully expect that Patrick Mahomes is playing. Good for them. The strength of this defense is on the back end. With the combination of Tredavious White and Micah Hyde, uh, this Bills secondary has been fairly good throughout the season. Not as good as last year, but still they are a the better unit on defense in this game. Unfortunately, where the Bills have been had all season, similar to the Packers in the game we just mentioned, is on the ground. And similar to that in that game as well, is these two teams also played in week six, and unfortunately for Buffalo, that was when they experienced their worst rush defensive day of the season. They allowed Kansas City to rush for 245 yards in that game, including rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He ran for a season-high 161 yards off of 26 carries, which were his most in the season. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been injured the past two weeks, injured his hip and his ankle back in week 16. Uh, but on the injury report, similar to Patrick Mahomes, he was limited today, which is Thursday, as well as yesterday. I would expect him to play in this game as well and he came back for a great matchup I would expect Andy Reid and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. I think they're going to call up this a similar game plan that they did in week six they're going to focus on the run at first and then just sprinkle in a little bit of Mahomes magic throughout but when you're getting 245 yards of offense uh, on the Bills rush defense I think you got to hand it off to the rookie especially considering that he's had two weeks of rest now. You're assuming that if he plays in this game, he's near 80 or 90% on his hip and his ankle. I think you got to just play it that way. In that week six game, Kansas City ran the ball 46% of the time, only asking Mahomes to throw 26 times, and that was back when he was fully healthy. 
considering that Mahomes probably isn't 100% when he plays in this game because he's also dealing with that foot injury from last week, if you remember. Uh, in the second quarter against the Browns, uh, he took that quarterback keeper around the left side, um, and he came, after he got uh, after he slid down, he came up kind of favoring uh, his left foot, and it was deemed that he had a toe injury at the time, and that was kind of thrown to the wind once the concussion happened, but it seems like Mahomes isn't going to be 100%. So when you combine that with the fact that the Bills... Not, are susceptible to the rushing attack on offense, I think you can expect a similar game plan to the one that the Chiefs implemented in Week 6. Kind of just hand the ball off to Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Daryl Williams, who beat up the Cleveland Browns last week in uh, CEH's stead. I think you can expect a healthy dose from both of them and really only put Mahomes in harm's way if the game plan calls for it. Now, does this mean that I don't expect Mahomes to make an impact? No, of course I do. A, because he's Patrick Mahomes, and B, I think the game plan will call for it because they're playing Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and they have been fantastic over this season, especially the back half of the season. They entered divisional round weekend averaging almost 46 or, I'm sorry, 42 points a game entering divisional round weekend, and you know, they didn't have Josh Allen in particular. He didn't have his usual showing. His usual offensive showcase, rather, last week, he threw for barely over 200 yards and only had one touchdown, but that's how they get, that's what the game called for. And you know what? You don't need to go out of your way. If you're Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, you don't need to go out of your way against a Baltimore Ravens team just trying to show off Josh Allen's ability. And those types of games that are, you know, neck and neck throughout, and you're playing a very good team and a very good defense, you kind of just take what the defense gives you, and you don't put yourself uh, in harm's way, and you don't leave yourself exposed. That's exactly what this Bills de- or this Bills team did last week. They didn't put themselves in harm's way, um, and they really just relied on their defense to shut down Lamar Jackson and then they came up with that uh, pick six and ultimately sealed the game but outside of that game it's been the Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs show all season long and honestly in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs I don't see the Bills taking any chances I expect Josh Allen to go over 400 yards and four total touchdowns now whether that's uh, four passing touchdowns or two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, I don't know. But I expect Josh Allen to put up big boy numbers against this Kansas City defense that is susceptible uh, to that kind of uh, ability by Josh Allen. And um, I, it's, it's going to fall on Allen's shoulders in this game. The Bills haven't had a run game all season. They And they, they showed last week that they... They understand that. They flat out abandoned the run last week. Two rushing attempts in the first half against the Baltimore Ravens. That was the fewest in the first half of an NFL playoff game since 1991. I think they know what their identity is. It's Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. It's Josh Allen uh, running the football when he gets outside the pocket. It's Josh Allen to Cole Beasley and John Brown. It's the Allen show uh, in Buffalo, and it has been all this entire back half of the season. I expect him and Diggs to really get going in this game as good as Legereus Sneed played last week for the Kansas City Chiefs he had the lone sack on Baker Mayfield he did a great job along with Tyron Matthews setting the edge and turning the Browns running backs um, uh, turning them back inside Um, I think he's played extremely well uh, this season as a whole the rookie out of LSU Uh, but I don't think you're going to be able to contend with Stefan Diggs Uh, Diggs has had over 100 yards receiving in five of the last seven games in those other two games where he didn't have over 100, he had 92 and 76. 
outside of Devontae Adams, and this isn't the first time I've said this, but outside of Devontae Adams, he's been the best receiver this season. I really expect him and Allen to go to work, especially in the intermediate route range. That's about 10 to 20 yards. Um, In that range, I think they're going to go to work. Uh, As susceptible to the passing attack as the Chiefs' defense is, they are top 10 in defense on passes thrown 20-plus yards downfield. Tyron Matthews been playing uh, very well, and he illustrated that last last week uh, against the Browns. So I think the Chiefs are going to be prepared for the deep passing game, um, but I think then that just means that Diggs, Beasley... Um, are going to go work in the intermediate range. Uh, They'll still take their shots downfield. John Brown has that uh, elite speed, that track-style speed. I think Allen will take a couple of shots downfield, but ultimately I think where the Bills will make their hay is in that intermediate range and when Josh Allen is scrambling and making things happen on busted plays. And because of that, drumroll please, I think the Bills are going to win this game. I know that's crazy to say. Why would anyone go against Patrick Mahomes? Well, let me tell you why. I think Patrick Mahomes isn't coming into this game at 100%. I think Sean McDermott has been an excellent coach for the Bills. I think he knows who he's dealing with in this Chiefs team. I think he's going to double Tyreek Hill. He's going to eliminate the big play, and he's going to allow the Travis Kelsey intermediate plays to happen. Travis Kelsey is still going to make his hay on the short to intermediate routes. I do think that uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to have a big day on the ground as well. But I don't think that Mahomes is going to be able to conjure up the kind of magic that he usually does because I think he is hampered. You know, if he's good to go, uh, I question, you know, what the what impact that concussion will have on him. I question what's going to how his toe injury is impacting him. And I also know that coming into that game in the, the Cleveland Browns game last week, the the Chiefs had not won a game by double digits since week eight. And sure, they still only lost two games throughout the course of the regular season and really only one because that Week 17 loss that they had against the Chargers, Mahomes and a couple of the other starters like Travis Kelsey, they weren't playing in that game. But despite all that, something seems off with this Chiefs offense, and it has all season. They haven't been the same KC offense uh, of last year and the year before that when Mahomes was taking the, the league by storm. They're still a potent offense. I get that. But I think that Sean McDermott is going to do enough on defense, and I think he's just—I think Josh Allen is going to go off. I really do. I think he's going to uh, do enough to sneak by the defending Super Bowl champs. I think he's going to prove that this year was not a fluke. Uh, the Chiefs haven't been able to rush the passer effectively all season. Frank Clark, uh, the Chiefs' uh, defensive end, he started the season off okay, uh, like he did last season. But he's been on the he's been MIA. He's been on the side of a milk carton for most of the season. I think the combination of Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley will be too much for a Chiefs defense that has overexceeded expectations thus far in the season. And I think this Bills offense is in the right spot to expose them. I think the Bills win in an absolute thriller. 35 to 32 and advance to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1993. I could very well be cursing myself and regretting this this take um, Sunday evening. I understand that. I mean, t- going against Mahomes and Andy Reid, that's not for the faint of heart. I just get this feeling. There's something about the Bills, and they they didn't blow anybody's doors off or uh, blow anybody's expectations uh, last week against the Ravens, but... Man alive, they have been great this season. They've been a great watch, and I don't know. I think they have it.
I really do. But I don't know. We'll see. Regardless, it's it's set up. It's really set up, guys, for a great uh, championship Sunday for us. So I, I really hope it ends up being that way. We were really hoping last week that the the Bucking not the Buccaneers. I'm sorry, the Bills and the Ravens game was going to be great. That one kind of fell short, uh, but then the Chiefs and the Browns made up for it. I'm really hoping that both of these games are going to be up to snuff. But just just the quarterback, just to you know, kind of sandwich this and put a bow on it. Um, these quarterback matchups are just insane. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So it, it's going to be a good one. I, I think it's really going to be a great weekend of football. So we will see. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it, guys. This was my first preview episode of the Goal to Go podcast. I think it went okay. You know, we're at about uh, 24 minutes now. It wasn't too long. I know some of those uh, recap episodes have a tendency to go pretty late. So glad I kept this one under 30 minutes. So we will see, you know, the moment that uh, sports analysts and sports broadcasters, uh, you know they go too far when they start uh, trying to flex their muscles in preview games and uh tell like the tell their viewers or their listeners what's going to happen in this game so I may have just shot myself in the foot but hey that's why we're here right we give it a shot if it doesn't come out our way then you know we'll try again next week so uh, we will see though guys thank you so much for listening in uh, to the second episode of the goal to go podcast this week really excited for the games I hope you guys are too um, but we will see You guys have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the games this Sunday. Stay safe. Mask when necessary. And remember to show compassion and kindness to those around you. You never know what someone may be going through. I'm Ethan Klesine, signing off. Until Conference Championship Sunday. 